Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another daily live webcast called GenCast that happens Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, here on YFELive.com. I'm your host, Jennifer Dono, and it is Focus Friday. For Focus Friday, you guys are going to be super excited because we've got Barack on. She's going to be talking about a recent blog post she wrote on how to drive traffic to your blog or website using Pinterest. And she has some really innovative tips ones that I've never heard of. And this is a common frustration I know for a lot of people, a lot of young female entrepreneurs when it comes to marketing your or your your um, your services. So if you're not a product-based business, if you don't have, like in her blog post, she talks about, you know, like gorgeous recipes or anything cutesy, crafty, that type of a thing, which a lot of us are in that boat, this is perfect for you. So let's go ahead and get started because we've got eight points to go through. Barack, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. You're a freelance writer, uh, but you do you do much more than that. You have kind of a, a plethora of, of Barackness. So tell us about it. Um, I'm a freelance writer, first and foremost, but I'm also an online community manager. And I, um, I freelance with um, everybody from startups to um, I've, my most recent client was a global business. But um, I've been doing it for five years, and I've been on my own, and I've had... Uh, a lot of different clients and um, just kind of, I kind of grew my own credibility from the ground up when I decided to do this five years ago and I'm still learning a lot. So whenever I figure something out, I like to share it with everybody, which is why where the blog post came from. But um, I am in Seattle now, but I'm originally from DC and I just moved out here a year ago. Um, and that's, and I have a um, self-published book that is on Amazon right now that has nothing to do with my business, but it's just poetry. So, um, and that's the quick rundown of what I do. <laughs> the very quick of what you do. Uh, yeah. Like I said, there's a lot of things. And one of the things that we were talking about before this, and I didn't know this about you, you started at Brazen Careerist. I did. That was, um, that was the first that was the first company I worked with with that I discovered I liked doing community management because I didn't know what I really wanted to do. Like I wanted to do social media and I wanted to do writing and I have a customer service background. And when I started working with Ryan Paw as um, his associate to do community management, it was that was the moment it clicked. And I was like, yep, that's what I want to do. That's exactly what I've been looking for. And that was like I said, um, about five years ago now. What an amazing start. I was I was telling yeah. Brock before we went live, Ryan Pa, he is a co-founder of YEC. He was a co-founder of Berets and Careerist. He seems like an amazing, amazingly, genuinely kind of nice guy, but also he incredibly really successful. So how cool. And Penelope Trunk, uh, she was one of the co-founders. She's very well known online. So mm-hmm. what amazing way to be introduced <laughs> to that type yeah. of a, a role. So Brock, let's talk about this Pinterest post. You put it on um, your blog, which is at Barack, uh, and how do you pronounce your last name? Sarakaya. dot com. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put the I'll put the uh, the link up for everyone to get it too afterwards. Uh, but so it's how to use Pinterest to drive traffic to your lifestyle blog, and we pulled eight points from it to kind of go over today. Because, like I said, a lot of us are in that service based business part. Of, of entrepreneurship where we want to bring people, we want to use all these social media tools, especially the visual ones, but who the heck knows how to do that? And so you figured out a way to do that. And so uh, the first thing that I wanted to talk about, though, was that as a freelance writer, you said you wanted to start using Pinterest to just use it for like the a writing portfolio. What did mm-hmm. you mean? How how can you use something that's so visual as, as a writing portfolio? Um, I actually have a post on that as well, but um, it's, I decided, because I have, you know, as a blogger, I've been blogging, but I've also doing been doing freelance writing for different 
websites. And um, as, as a writer, I don't, you know, if you're a freelance graphic designer or a freelance, you know, website designer, you can do a visual website and visual portfolio online. But when you're a freelance writer, that's kind of harder to do. So what I did was um, I started painting um, images from the blog post that I did for various clients. So, and I created a writing portfolio board for that. And that way, um, when somebody asked me for a writing sample, I would just send them the link to my writing portfolio, which is only a sample oh, of my cool. writing, but it's a good representation of the different types of clients I've had and different various types of writing that I've done. And it's actually been really well received from, um, I've been, I think I put up that board about a two years ago or right around the time Pinterest was blowing up and it's um, whenever I apply, I put in a bid for a job or somebody asks for a writing sample, unless they specifically ask for a specific type of content, I'll just send them that link and that gives them a visual representation before they even start reading the content to see what type of content that I've done. Oh, that's a good idea. So, and then, I mean, what we're talking about, and I just showed everyone that blog post, and I'll make sure that I link to that one as well, but what we're talking about is how to use visuals um, in every blog post that gets regular people to click through, so you're not necessarily sending over a portfolio. Mm -hmm. And one of those, the points that you said, is to use the title of your blog as visual representation. So, we're talking about um, basically taking words and turning them into images, right? Yes. Yeah. So what did you mean by uh, using the title of your blog as your visual representation? Is that just simply copying and pasting what you have on the blog post and that's effective? Um, it's usually, um, if especially when, so to use a blog that we're talking about, it's how to use Pinterest to drive traffic to your lifestyle blog. So instead of pulling a quote from that blog and instead of pulling a point, um, when people go to it, they'll be able to see the image that I have at the top of the blog. And that's the image that I use on Pin. And that is... Um, because as writers, we work so hard to make sure that our headlines are clickable and people it will drive people to click to it and read it. Why not use that word, um, those words, to actually drive traffic in a visual representation too? Well, and it doesn't have. To, it doesn't mean that you have to, um, you know, fancy it up or anything. It's just um, using. Um, I think a quote, Pick Monkey was one of the one of the websites that I mentioned um, on the blog. It's just go on there. Um, pick a font, pick a background, and, you know, create a square image and pin that onto Pinterest. So let's talk about then the second point that you had is to always include your name and or a blog URL at the bottom of the picture. And this is something that, it's funny that you, you say this in this, because I always feel a little weird including my URL or anything about me in a picture yeah. uh, that I do. So, I, I mean, is this something that people are get turned off of? Because you said... You're, some of these pins that you're putting up there get 80, 80 repins or whatever you call them. Yeah, it was um, one. The one that I used as an example was actually from a personal blog of mine, and um, as of today, I think it's up to eighty-five repins, and um, it has my name and my URL on it, and it's. And it's really strange and it feels weird to do it. I mean, I when I first started doing it, when I first started quoting um, or pinning things from my personal blog, I didn't do it. And then I thought about it and... Um, we give credit to other writers when we, you know, for their words when we use them or when we pin them on Pinterest or share them on Facebook. So why wouldn't we give ourselves that credit, especially if it's something that's going to be shared? So it's, um, you know, your words are going to come back because not everybody, like people, especially on Pinterest, people will change the um, caption of it 
to, you know, for their personal reasons or whatever. And um, that way, the image that's actually getting pinned will still give you credit and will be able to um, drive traffic to your blog when people want to find out exactly where it came from. Well, and then you also say to keep it short. And then the fourth point we're talking about is to, um, you no need to fancy up the image. Let the words draw focus. Yeah. It's, um, you don't need to pick like a medieval font or like a really <laughs> cursive font for, and that's what I mean. Cause I, I get tempted to, I'm like, I want to make it pretty font, but then that makes it hard to read because it's like, you have to think about it, especially on Pinterest, people are scrolling through and it's like, you have a couple of seconds to draw attention. You have a couple of seconds for people to read what you're saying. So pick a clear font, pick something that's easy to read, be consistent with it. And, um, and I'm not like don't you don't have to necessarily have like a white background with black text if you want like you'll see that I kind of my um, the image that I picked for this blog I created a corkboard because it's about pinning so you know there's still a little bit of a visual representation but it doesn't have to be super fancy it's just the words that are important well and you said uh, keep it consistent and there's some of the examples on here I'll put up for you guys to see and so she does I mean you keep it pretty consistent looking as far as the typeface and it's nothing crazy different mm -hmm. so it's still kind of a visual representation of your brand at the same time yeah. um, along with that so the fifth point is to go back to your older posts and see if you can find any takeaways I loved this one because this is kind of like a weekend project to do where you're you know you have some extra time mm -hmm. uh, and so what what happens when you do that um, it basically um, it, whether it's a lifestyle blog or whether it's a service it's for your company and you've done thought leader blog posts uh, about your industry why not go back and like it's probably something that people are quoting you on anyway um, and it will keep your content fresh it will start driving traffic and it'll get the conversation going around that topic and again um, and when I did that with my personal blog, it was just, it was a chance for me to kind of reread through my past posts because um, I kind of do that once a year anyway. I'll just go like do reflective. But um, it was also a good way to find things that um, I've said to people, but I had no visual representation of it. And it was just kind of a fun thing to do. And a lot of my, um, a lot of my pins that go to my lifestyle blog are actually from my older posts. There's one from like three years ago, I think, that gets a lot of traffic. That's funny. Yeah, I I need to go back and do this because with Pinterest, I've just, um, you know, I read Gary Vaynerchuk's Jab, 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 Right Hook, and I understand I'm supposed to do different content pieces for every social network, and mm -hmm. it's it does get a little bit overwhelming, so I'll have to go back and really take some of these, um, these points and do it myself. Your sixth point is hashtags are your friends, but you had a little caveat or caveat with that and wh why they are our friends and where they should be our friends. Yeah, um, there are friends when it's in the description of the pin, not the actual image. So when people are, um, when I do a search on Pinterest, I'll use hashtags or, I'll, you know, it's the search, same as, um, same as Twitter, um, now I guess same as Facebook. But um, if you're, when I was, when I pulled a quote from my book, from my short story, um, the hashtags I used were about short story, ebook, and then quotes is and quotables are the two hashtags I'll always use but it's a good way because um, a lot of people will use the search function on Pinterest especially when they're looking for something so take advantage of it but don't use it on your actual image because it kind of looks goofy and kind of doesn't serve any type of purpose whatsoever 
That's a good point. And so the the next point that I, I think everyone's going to be excited about, if you don't know about these services yet, you listed two for creating these text images really easily. Because like we said, going back to your your earlier points, that you want to keep it easy, keep it fancy, keep it simple, keep it short, or keep it not fancy, <laughs> keep mm-hmm. it simple and short. And so you listed as uh, as tools as uh, PicMonkey and I don't know how you say the second one. I don't know how to say it either. It's, there's a link to it in my blog. Um, and I was, I've was i actually been using PicMonkey since um, it was Picnic, before Picnic yeah. closed down. And that, it was the founders of Picnic that um, started PicMonkey. Um, but recently, before you could only upload an image and edit it and add text to it, but recently they, create, they have now an option where you can create images. So that gives you a chance to, if you want to just do a text-based image um, and you pick the dimensions and everything that you want to do. And it's so easy and it's, they have a variety of fonts and they have a bunch of overlays and that's how I created the image that's in the blog post that we're talking about now. It's just a couple of the overlays, one of, you know, the little pin image and then um, the font that I like to use for it. And it's it's super easy and especially if you, once you start using it regularly, it'll be, you can have a template that you can work off up or like you can just you know exactly what you're going to use so it makes it super simple that's so cool yeah. yeah we're looking through it right now uh so we'll have to do gosh brock this is making this is adding to my to-do list <laughs> sorry <laughs> and so the second one um the q thing <laughs> um, so the one caveat about the second website it's um you'll see that a lot of it's where um if you look in my blog the the one that I, um, the picture that I use to demonstrate the 82 pins, that's, um, and you'll see that font and that background a lot in Pinterest because that's one of the um, templates that that website has. And the problem with that website is you can't um, customize it. So that's why I like PicMonkey. Um, even though I use that, I've used that website quickly. I've, I'm now using PicMonkey a lot more to create the images from scratch, just because everybody is using that the same one. So if you want to stand out and if you want to be branded, I would recommend PicMonkey over the um, the second website that just has templates that a lot of other people are using as well. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And then your last point was to share the image you're pinning on Instagram as well. Yes. Um, especially if, um, obviously you can't, you know, um, links, hyperlinks that work in Instagram captions, but if you have your blog, when people put long links on there, I'm like, I can't click that. Yeah, no, (laughs) but if you have, if, if the official website that you have on your, um, Pinterest profile is your blog, then I would recommend using Pinterest to, um, or I'm sorry, Instagram to use Instagram and your profile um, to drive traffic to it because if it's already there, it's just one more click. And if, you know, I've seen other bloggers do it as well. So it's um, it's definitely helpful. And I've, I don't have a lot of traffic from Instagram, but it's still one more place for um, people to share and see your images, especially if it's um, like a quote and you, cap- you use your caption to kind of explain what it means and what the blog is about. And if people want to click to it, you can just say, you know, profile is in my link. And it's, it's fun. And I mean, it's, um, I'm seeing on Instagram a lot more people doing um, 
quote images and things that means a lot to them personally and things that have st stood out for them. So um, it's definitely one more place to get your word out. And I've clicked through based off of like a, an image, kind of like the mm -hmm. one that you've put at the top of your blog post. If it's something that looks interesting or enticing, especially when it has that blog post title. So yeah, going back to your first point, that totally makes sense to do that. Gosh, so many things to do. So, Barack, where can where can we find out more about you? Um, read your blog post, follow you on Twitter, that type of a thing. Um, well, if you link to the my blog, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Barack DC, um, B E R R A K D C. If you want to put that, and um, that's pretty much where I am everywhere online. So, if you follow me on Twitter, um, I'll always link to my Facebook and my um, blog posts and everything. And um, I'm on Twitter a lot, so it's um, I've hand, I've kept my that handle. That's kind of my branding. So, um, if you Google that, you'll find me everywhere. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It was so fun to talk to you. And uh, like I said before, I love this blog post. It really got thank me you. thinking about how to do things differently. And hopefully everyone else um, got the same out of it. So Barack, thank you again and have a fantastic Friday. Thank you. You too. Thanks so much for having me. All right, everyone. You've just been watching Barack. She is from, um, gosh, Barack, how do you say your last name one more time? <laughs> Sarah Kaya. Sarah Kaya. Gosh. <laughs> Barack Sarah Kaya at Barack will include all of the links that we talked about below on this blog post. Make sure that you sign up for the YFE mailing list to stay in the loop with everything YFE. It's yfe.me forward slash mailed it. Uh, we're going to send out some information about the daily action calendar later today and of course some uh, updates that are happening in March. So again, thank you so much for watching daily uh, the daily live webcast called GenCast. I've been your host, Jennifer Donna. You can tweet me at Jennifer Donna. Use the hashtag GenCast and make sure that you comment below this with any takeaways that you had from Barack. Have a fantastic Focus Friday, everyone, and we'll see you next week.